guys, this is Melody Schumann with Melody Schumann Breaks It Down, and you're listening to my sixth podcast. This is part two of working with children with ADD. Today, what I want to do is go over the expectations that you should have with children with ADD and things that you need to do uh, that are constructive. There's so much information out there with children with ADD that is more of... Um, uh, the what to do after you know situations happen you know putting them on medication how to properly punish them uh, a lot of times like when I'm talking with parents uh, particularly martial arts instructors usually when they contact me about a kid or student with ADD uh, it's already something negative experience happened and they wanted me they want my advice on you know how I would handle it and this is more of an outside-of-the-box proactive way of working with children with ADD that is going to help hopefully change your mindset uh, when working with them. So let's just go ahead and jump into the expectations that you should have. So um, just like my stages of development, once you know what to expect, then you can help properly manage it a little bit better. So the expectations, uh, you know, Initially, when we talk about the expectations of children with ADD, you know, it can sound very negative. So, you know, there's there's four areas that you should expect or four qualities or characteristics, I should say, that you should expect with children with ADD. And those are, number one, they're super impulsive. Uh, number two, they're super distracted. Uh, number three, they're super hyper. And number four, they tend to be very, very defiant. Now, when you think about all four of those expectations, it probably gives you a lot of anxiety, right? If you're a parent, teacher, coach, uh, martial arts instructor, uh, who wants to work with somebody that's impulsive, distracted, hyper-defiant, right? Uh, well, I do. Because what I like to do is I like to put a positive spin on characteristics, especially characteristics that make you very unique. So instead of saying that they're impulsive, I like to say they're spontaneous. Who doesn't like a spontaneous friend, right? You know, you call your boy, you call your girl saying, let's go out Friday night. And they say, sure, what do you want to do? And, you know, you say, I don't know, just you know, swoop me up in an Uber at 9 o'clock on Friday and we'll figure it out. Now, doesn't that sound like for a fun night? So and spontaneity, I think, is a great quality. So their impulsiveness, yes, it could be very frustrating to handle as a parent, teacher, or coach. But remember also that impulsiveness can turn into spontaneity, uh, which is going to be a great quality that they have as an, as an adult to so try not to suppress it. Uh, the next thing is that they're going to be very distracted. So if there's something more important going on in the room, they're going to check it out. It's like if you're out to dinner with a really boring friend and the conversation is just very, uh, very, I don't know, lagging quality, lagging excitement, and you hear a table next to you where people are laughing and having a good time, of course you're going to look over and be like, oh, that sounds like it's more fun over there. Um, so, you know, it's... The, the positive spin on being distracted is they're, they're curious. You know, they're they're curious about what's going on in the world. And curiosity is a great quality of all the most the, the most biggest and influential inventors of the world. You know, to give you an example, uh, when I was first teaching martial arts, we were putting kids of all ages in the same class. We'd have kids from six years old to twelve years old in the same class, training side by side. We'd run a drill. My six-year-olds couldn't keep up with the older kids. So then the next drill would make it a little bit easier uh, for the six-year-olds to keep up. And then the 12-year-olds were bored. And I was running these roller coaster classes. And I was very uh, distracted by that, that format that we were taught. We were taught wrong. 
So I was curious on how we, if we can do, do it better and we could do it better. When I started studying the stage of the development, I realized that it was more valuable to break them up by age uh, versus putting them all in the same class. So that curiosity has led me to the invention of martial arts curriculums that are working in hundreds of schools all over the world. So the curiosity is a, is a very good quality. Um, you just got to remember that if you're a, you know, a parent or you're a teacher or a coach or martial arts instructor and you're working with a kid that has ADD, uh, you got to remember that you don't want them to be stra- distracted. You want them to pay attention to you. So you have to be very interesting. Make sure that you're more interesting than anything else in the room. Also, make sure that whatever activity you're doing with them is the, the most fun compared to anything else that they could be doing at the time. So, again, it, the distraction is technically going to be a good quality as long as, once again, you don't suppress it. Uh, let's talk about hyperactivity. Well, geez, you know, a, a lot of adults these days, they don't want to deal with kids that are hyper. Me, I... I love hyper kids. I love it. My positive spin on hyper is, is high spirited and passion. So, you know, you explain, we're going to do this next drill and the kid with ADD starts dancing around and he doesn't stop moving. And I get it a lot, especially from martial arts instructors. You know, how do you get an ADD person to sit still? And me, it's like, why do you want to sit them still? You want them, you want that passion. You want that drive. You know, if I wasn't so hyper on uh, and high-spirited, then I probably wouldn't have created my uh, skills program in the first place because I'm so passionate about it. I get so excited. I have so much energy. I can't wait for Monday mornings. I live for Monday mornings. I live for Monday and Wednesday mornings because those are the mornings where my son goes to his grandparents and I can really dive into my work. So again, going back, that hyperactivity means that they're high-spirited, means that they're passionate, and you want to look at it in that positive manner. So the next time you're a parent and your kid's being super hyper, try not to look at it as a negative thing. Look at it as, wow, you know, he's hyper, he's high-spirited, you know, he's passionate. This is going to be a great quality for him uh, as he's an adult. Um, Now let's go on to the next expectation. As I mentioned, they can be very defiant. Well, I mean, think about it. You you know, parents, teachers, coaches are labeling these ADD kids um, and they they are calling them impulsive. They're calling them uh, distracted. They're saying that they're hyper. And these kids are like, man, you just don't get me. So I'm going to be a little bit defiant and go against the grain, uh, which is exactly how I am too. Uh, Defiance and being a rebel is how new things are created. Uh, Going back to, you know, the creation of skills. When I first started breaking my classes down age specifically, the organization that I belonged to didn't like it at all. And it led me to walking away from those schools and uh, opening up my own new school down the road, not down the road, in another city. Um, but it was it was very different. I broke my classes down age specifically. And it was that defiance or that the daringness to do something different uh, that led me to the success that I have. Uh, so that's the key word there. When you hear that a kid's defiant, Look at it as they're daring, and uh, those are those daring people. Those are the ones who break the mold. Those are the ones who invent new things. So if your kid is defiant, uh, if you look at it in a positive way and you embrace it in a pro- positive way and you help them learn right from wrong with their defiance, uh, but also um, nurture that daringness, it's going to lead to great things when they're an adult. So let's talk about things that you need to do uh, with these uh, expectations, okay? As I mentioned, uh, the first thing is you need to embrace their situation, okay? Instead of being upset that they have ADD, if you have an ADD child, uh, embrace it, 
knowing that these four expectations that I just listed are also the qualities that are going to make them successful as an adult. Uh, if you're a teacher, coach, or martial arts instructor, embrace it too because think, just assume that a lot of people aren't going to embrace it and they need enough role models in their life to embrace their unique rhythm. So if you embrace their impulsiveness and their distractibility and their hyperactivity and their defiance and look at it instead as uh, they're spontaneous, they're curious, they're high-spirited and passionate, they're daring, uh, you're going to help them uh, become a better version of themselves more productively. And the other thing is, is with that said, you know, you have to be tolerant of their behavior. Now, I'm not suggesting that you can let them go, you know, uh, run amok and break the rules if you're a parent or a teacher or a martial arts instructor. Uh, but you need to try to be a little bit more tolerant of their behavior uh, and sometimes be just as daring as them. And to give you an example, uh, my son, he's right now, as of this podcast recording, he's 22 months old, uh, my son Van, and he is the biggest 21 Pilots fan there is. So he plays the drums and the guitar all day. He likes to listen to their music on his iPhone. He likes to watch music videos on his iPad. And my, my partner thinks that he needs to be watching a lot more Sesame Street and a lot more Little Einsteins and a lot more Mickey Mouse Club. And I get her point of view. Um, so, you know, when she's around, she makes sure that he gets his daily dose of Sesame Street and all those other things. Uh, but when she's gone, I like to be daring with my son. I like to let him, uh, watch 21 Pilots on his iPad. As a matter of fact, when, and when we do it, we do it intentionally, secretively. So if mommy's in the shower or she's out somewhere else doing something, we'll go in his little teepee tent or we'll make a little blanket fort and we'll go sit in the blanket fort and watch a little bit of 21 Pilots uh, on the iPad. Um, except for Heathens, that video I don't want my son to watch. Um, if you're a 21 Pilots fan, first of all, awesome. Uh, but don't think that I'll let my son watch Heathens. So again, be tolerant of their behavior. Sometimes be a little bit daring yourself uh, with children with ADD, uh, you're going to help them uh, realize that you're, you're, you're part of their growth. And so the last thing you want to do is build a wall between you and that child because uh, they, need, they need that connection. They need people to get them more so than go against them and try to restrict them. Uh, I should brand that, get them instead of restrict them. Pretty cool. Okay. Um, the other thing is you need to be optimistic. So, you know, as I broke down, instead of looking at their expectations as negative, optimistically looking at, hey, this is going to be a quality that's going to make them a better person down the road. Uh, and this is something that a lot of parents are going to, it's going to be hard for parents to be optimistic. So if you're a teacher, coach, martial arts instructor of a child with ADD, you know, obviously you're going to use all of the uh, ideas I gave you from my last pod podcast on, um, on the things that they need uh, to help them, but also knowing optimistically, uh, you know, that it's going to take a little bit of time. So telling parents, you know, yes, if a parent gets upset and says, well, my son's just really hyper in class, say, yeah, but that hyperactivity, uh, that, that, that's high spiritedness, that's passion, that's going to help them become better uh, as an adult. So optimistically translating uh, their, their weaknesses into strengths is going to help them become a better version of themselves. And then finally, the, the next thing that you need to do is you have to be patient. Uh, you have to know that the structure that I laid out in my last podcast uh, is nothing that's going to happen overnight. So don't expect to have, um, you know, the structure in for a day or two or three. You know, hey, I've done your, followed your, your, your podcast for a week and nothing's changed. Or following it for a month and nothing's changed. You have to be patient. Every child is different. Um, and also know that there's a high chance if you're a parent 
that doesn't necessarily mean that their teacher is going to be uh, following the same structure as you at school or their coach is going to be following the same structure in their sport or activity. So knowing that the less people you have following the structure, the longer it's going to take. So be very patient with them. You never know uh, what child who has ADD is just right on that cusp of starting to get it where life clicks, especially if you're following that, uh, that structure, that connection, uh, that stimulation and that downtime, that formula that I laid out for you. You never know when, you know, tomorrow could be that day where just all of a sudden clicks. Uh, but today you had a meltdown and then you just abandon the whole concept uh, altogether and you turn to drugging him or you turn to disciplining him or you turn to pulling him out of activities or that are act- that are really good for them and you start uh, doing things that are retroactive. So be very patient with them as well. So one more time reviewing, your expectations should be now positive. I'm not going to list the negatives. negative ones. Is expectations for children with ADD, they're spontaneous. They should be curious, high-spirited and passionate, and very daring. And again, things that you need to do if you're a parent, teacher, or coacher, coacher, <laughs> parent, teacher, or coach working with children with ADD, uh, you need to embrace their situation. Uh, you, be, you have to be tolerant of their behavior and sometimes be just as daring with them. Uh, you have to be very optimistic on what their unique personality and qualities are going to do for their future uh, if you embrace them in the right way and you nurture them in the right way. And then, of course, you got to be very patient with them, uh, knowing that every child is going to be different in when they and it finally clicks, when they finally get it, um, and also be patient knowing that uh, maybe other teachers, coaches, and so forth are, aren't following the same structure as you. So hopefully the, this part two podcast and part one change your perspective of, of kids with ADD. If you already had this perspective, then obviously it's just a validation. Uh, but if you, you're working with them and you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're saying, man, you know what? I'm excited now. I'm ready to roll up my sleeves. And uh, as a teacher, I'm ready to work with this child as a coach a martial arts instructor, you're ready to help them become a better version of themselves. Uh, So thank you guys for listening to this podcast and make sure you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, all those great things. I'd love to stay in touch with you and have a great day.